On this week's episode of The Swearwolves, we go back in time to the 1970s. Keep your shirt on, asshole. the swearwolves horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david i'm alan gentlemen how are you doing this week i'm good i got beer in me i'm good <laughs> alan i'm here you're here that's all we can ask for with beer that's all we expect <laughs> have a beer with fear we're here with beer get used to it <laughs> we're here with beer get used to it <laughs> you ever see that episode of the simpsons Uh-oh. like there's something about like bears like in the town of river and the people are getting we're here we're queer we don't want any more bears <laughs> <laughs> just like for no reason yeah yeah it's like what <laughs> um no i haven't seen that one well it, but it sounds great it sounds delightful <laughs> uh this week we're gonna go back in time gentlemen so i'd like you just to step inside you don't have to make any noises just step inside the time machine i'd All prefer right. to make noises it makes it All right, you're it less in. stressful for Sit me down. you Alan, just said you're in alan are you in i'm in okay i'm gonna close the door here real quick all right <laughs> and let me just type in 1975 <laughs> this is before any of us were born let me just press enter here and gentlemen we're back in time it's 1975 yep. we're gonna talk about a little flick that came out in 1975 and that movie is called The Devil's Reign. I had never heard of this movie. I had never seen this movie before Alan brought this up. What about you, David? I had never seen it. Um, I've, I had heard of it. And then there's a couple images in the movie that like when it happened, I was like, oh, it's this movie. Yeah. That like I've just seen like pictures of over the years. I will say this. There is one image that I had seen and that was of John Travolta's eyeless uh, oh, yeah. face. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't even realize it was John Travolta. Like, I saw him in the credits, and then I, when it was over, I had to Google it. It's like, who was he? The chin. The chin gives it away. He was that <laughs> guy. Um, Alan, yeah. had you seen this movie before? I have not. So you picked it on the fly. New the for fly. all of us. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. What, we're going to experience I, I this together. It. This was one of the movies I picked up at, uh, I don't remember if it was Monster Palooza or Mad Monster or what, but uh, whenever we go to these events, one of my favorite things to do is go to some of the um, the tables uh, that uh, some of the movie labels have. Some of the, oh, is this one of the, the movies you showed us? You're yeah, like, hey, look some, what I got. And Brett and yeah. I are like, all right, yeah. So, so you know, go you go to the events and never heard of it. Some of the distributors will have tables. Yeah, and uh, some of the movies I've seen, some of the ones I I haven't. Um, but you know, I'll read the description. I'll look at the artwork, and you know, just like you know, being in an old video store, you give it a try. Yeah, so. Yeah. And this you, was one that I picked up. And you usually get a pretty good deal. Yeah, they, they usually hook, they hook you up. up. Yeah, they like me. 
He's always telling us, they hooked me up, they hooked me up. You just go buy <laughs> DVDs there. And I'm like, okay. No, you guys are He's like, like, you guys ever heard of a podcast called The Square Wolves? are like, nope. Like, All right. All right. Well, you going to give me a deal or what? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, right. never, no, they're, they're, never heard of The Devil's Reign either. So. They're, they're very nice. I, they hook everyone. Up. Yeah, yeah, they do. If, if, the more you buy, the more the better deal. Yep. So. Um, this movie stars a lot of people. Let's go through the list. We got uh, Ernest, well, starring role. You got William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. Ernest, or maybe Tom Ernest Skerritt. Bo- Tom Skerritt. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Ernest Borgnine is probably one of the stars. He's probably the star. Tom Skerritt probably an equal co-star on the level of the Shatner. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, a young John Travolta, who yeah. has like a very minor part. This is his film debut. This is his film debut. Yep. Yeah. Um, Keenan Wynn. I thought, I thought uh, you were going to say Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's only one. I guess there's only one Keenan. So. Um, well, there's also Keenan, Keenan and Kel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ida Lupino. Yeah. Um, who's uh, been in a lot of things. She was in the uh, Twilight Zone series. Um, hmm. So all around, decent cast. Yeah, an all right cast. And um, we also have uh, Anton LaVey. Yeah, he's a technical advisor. He was an advisor on the set. He's a Satanist, right? Yeah. He was the Satanist. (laughs) He was the guy who created the Church of Satan. Hail Satan. Yep. Um, He was the technical advisor, I guess, on the satanic rituals that they were doing. (laughs) He's like, we need accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some debate. I was looking into Anton LaVey, too. Uh, There's some debate about his, um, his showmanship versus his... Beliefs, beliefs, yeah. So yeah. A, a lot of it is just him going, "Meh, fuck Christianity. <laughs> I'm gonna do my own thing." Yeah, and kind of like, yeah, but I don't necessarily believe in it. Yeah, and it's not necessarily from what I know of. Satanism, he was probably more theatrical, very yeah, theatrical more for shock value. And it's not necessarily like, "Hail Satan, hail Satan." We're all gonna turn into goat horn people. Uh, it's more of just Sweet. like a, do, I've been, I've do what you want, can. right? It's more yeah. of like a an anarchy, not anarchy so much, but it's more of like if it feels good, do it. It was. Nice. It, it's more of a uh, self fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah, you, you look out for yourself instead of right. helping other people, yeah. um, or mm. worshiping a god. Yeah, uh, more more so, be your own god. Yep, exactly. And that's that's kind of where he's coming from. Which you know, realistically, I don't necessarily one hundred percent disagree with that. It's like you know, do what you got to do yeah. to survive. Well, and if it feels the, good, do the, it. The Church of Satan uh, now is more of it's more of an atheist thing. It's not even like the the Satan thing is kind of a joke. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, about exactly. like, and even like the church of Satan, like their quote unquote teachings are really just be nice to yeah. people and right. be accepting yep. of other beliefs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, but this movie kind of takes it more into like a, a witchcrafty in a more theatrical, a more exaggerated. Yeah. And it, um, spectacle. Yeah. yeah. And it follows the story of Ernest Borgnine, who is back in the, I guess it's Salem yeah, times, like witch trials, Salem, witch trials 1600s, right. where he's... Um, he's a satanic priest. Kind of undercover. Right. Yeah, this. he looks like a Quaker Oats, uh, very uh, pilgrim-y. Yeah. 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 Uh, him and Wilford Brimley. It's like, <laughs> the right thing to do. Hail Satan. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> if you got diabetes, uh-huh. yeah, maybe, Satan. Maybe, maybe Satan can help you with that. <laughs> But they're doing it undercover in this uh, in this like Puritan community, um, and uh, they get caught. 
and there's this book that he's got. It's basically like a, have you <laughs> sold your soul to the devil? Sign your name here. <laughs> it's like a ledger. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the book gets stolen by William Shatner's, back in the 1600, William Shatner's um, wife. And she takes it and uh, hides it from him. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to get that book back. And then the the Puritans in the town grab them all and burn them at the stake. And um, he's like, I will curse you. Talking to William Shatner, you and your, your family, whole family. Yeah. for generations to come until I get my fucking book back. <laughs> your blood sugar is going to be all fucked up. You're although, all going to have diabetes. Although with much less F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should have. More of the and thou. Um, but I was looking into that like. When you talk about one person, that's when you use like the and thou. When you talk about a group of people, you don't say the and thou. You say you. Yeah. Um, so they kind of use that wrong. And like Anton LaVey is like, look, I'm just the technical advisor for the Satan stuff, <laughs> not right? A, not a goddamn linguist. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking William Shakespeare over here. <laughs> you would have said goddamn too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in the movie. <laughs> man, your movie. Oh, please. Didn't he play a priest? Yeah. yeah he he played it. the good guy, He's like, like quote unquote. Desperate to be in this film. What do I have to do? I'll do anything. <laughs> Create a church of Satan. Sell my soul to the devil to be in this film. Um so they burn them at the stake. Okay. Yeah. So that happens in a flashback, actually, in a later like in the 20 movie. minutes into the movie. Yeah. But you need to know that part because yeah. that's part of what the movie's about. So now we're in present time and we're kind of like in the desert. You know, I don't know. I think they filmed it in Mexico. No, it's got to be Southern California, I would imagine. Uh, I think it was actually Mexico. Was it because Mexico? Because I read I think, a story that so John Travolta was handed a copy of Dianetics on the You know what it was? Set yeah. In Mexico. Like, oh, this sounds kind of great. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is Mr. Cotter. <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever read. What I just got. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. so uh so uh anyway regardless uh they're out in some desert yeah and um like a ranch yeah and uh william shatner it's storming it's raining hard Mm -hmm. william shatner goes to see his mom and his mom's like "Ah, it's fucking raining (laughs) it's gone my dreams are coming true and (laughs) and uh he's like mom just relax Mm mm-hmm and he does the whole thing, pick up the phone. <laughs> Phone's not working. The phone's dead. Yep. What's going on? Um, she's like, they're after the book. And he's like, no, it's just raining. Don't worry. Dad's going to be home soon. And she's like, fuck that. He's not coming home. Yeah, she's yeah. very worried. Where's your father? Yep. And then there's an old guy who's like their kind of like farmhand. And he's there too. And she opens up like uh, there's a loose stone in the floor. She op- yeah. opens that up. And she pulls out the book mm-hmm. that's been hiding there. And there's also like a like an, an amulet, amulet like yeah. a cross type, a Celtic looking type. I don't know. It's what very elaborate. Yeah. And uh, she, he's like, I'm going to go find dad. Shatner says, she's like, here, take this fucking amulet. Mm-hmm. Cause they can't hurt you if you have this on. He's like, all right. Yeah. So he takes it, leaves the book. Yeah. He's going to go find, uh, what's the name of the bad guy? What's the name? Corbis. 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 Corbis! (laughs) He goes, Corbis, god damn you. He's very con. Yeah, he's very like, con. In about about seven years, I'm going to do this again. Talking about Ricardo Montalban. (laughs) Um, But he's like, Corbis. So he goes outside and he sees his dad pull Mm -hmm. up in the truck and he's like, Dad's here. Dad gets out. Dad doesn't have no eyes. He don't look right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your face looks very waxy. Yep. Yeah, and you don't have no eyes. And his right. dad's like, 
Tries to warn him. Then he melts. And I think the mom or the old man or something like try to tell him like that wasn't your dad. Or the something. mom says it. The mom's like that wasn't dad. And he's yeah. like, who watched? That's a very long shot too of dead bubbling wax, which which will be a recurring theme throughout this movie. Of yeah, very, long shots, very long shots. Yeah. Um. So he goes. Uh. He's like, fuck this. He takes the amulet, right? He takes the amulet. He's like, I'm gonna go fuck fuck some shit up. I'm gonna go find Corbus. So he gets in the car and then he hears his mom scream. And he goes, run back in the house. The, the house is fucking tore up. This is like five seconds. Yeah. He was gone, right? It's like. Yep. <laughs> and the house is torn up and the mom's gone. Yeah. And the dude, the the guy, the helper guy is like hanging upside down. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just an old man. He's like, I'm up right now. <laughs> but a ranch hand. Please. Yeah. yeah. So he cuts him down and he's like. Oh. I have very high blood sugar. <laughs> he's like. Hey, can you give me my insulin, please? Oh, my God. <laughs> old people are funny <laughs> um so he's like you wait here he's like old oh, man you wait here okay where else is he gonna go i'm gonna go to hang out hang out fucking red pines or wherever the hell it's called and so you just chill and i'm gonna go take care of fucking corbus he goes to a, a ghost town right? yeah but before he gets there we get lots and lots of shots of him driving yeah it's a ways away it's a long drive we gotta make sure and so he he gets there and uh, he's driving a station wagon by the way with his name on the side preston like, Wait, real they're... quick so lots of shots of him driving and then at one point he gets out and you're like oh he's arrived and he kind of gets out and he's like <sighs> and then he gets back in his car and then he drives some more like <laughs> he oh, just had to get out to wipe the sweat it, off his brow take a whiz yeah <laughs> so he, he have could... a gatorade bottle in his car he could yeah put his wiener in <laughs> Gatorade's bottles that hole ain't big enough for <laughs> for, the, for the, the shat the shat the shart um, so he he gets to this ghost town and he goes up to a water pump and he tries to pump it dust just comes out and uh, Ernest Borgnine shows up and he's like you want some water? Yeah. And he just hits it like Fonzie style. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking water just like starts spilling out. So Shatner like fills up a cup and he's like, it's bitter. <laughs> and he tells him, he's like, well, you're bitter. Sure quenches a thirst. Mm-hmm. And he drinks it. And then we find out that this is Corbus. Yeah. He's like, Corbus. And he looks just like a cowboy. Like mm-hmm. He looks yeah. like Ernest Borgnine, right? Yeah. Like, like, Ernest Borgnine's like smiling all yeah. the time. He's all, hi. He's got those crazy eyebrows. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Corbus. Give me back my mom. He's like, your mom's with me now, bitch. <laughs> He's like, I want the book. Mm-hmm. And he goes, they basically make a deal. Yeah. Shatner's like, I can withstand anything you put in front of me. Yeah, like a battle of faith. Yep. He's yeah. like, I have more faith in my life, my God. And you can't convince me otherwise. And he's like, all right, so it's a deal then. He's yeah. like, if you break, I get the book and you, mm-hmm. your soul. Mm-hmm. But if I break or if you don't break, you get your mom and your dad back. He's like, all right, cool. So they go into this church. Shatner fucking breaks. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty quick. Spoiler too. alert. He freaks like, out. He starts freaking out. He starts praying. Corbus saying, is up there doing a ritual. He's up there saying something. He's got his red hooded robe. And then we got all the followers and they all got waxy. They got wax faces. No faces. And, uh, yeah. Shatner shoots one and it has like red and green, green. blood. Yeah. It's very it's Christmassy. Like wax blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very festive. <laughs> And then he sees his mom's waxy face. He's like, mom, oh my God. So he runs out of there. Cor- Corbi- uh, Corbus 
uh, doesn't he turn like his amulet into a snake? This is when yeah. he does that. So they he go runs back out. Outside. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Corbus That's like right. prays to the fucking Satan, and he's like, "Show yourself no. Yeah. Alakazam, huzzah! Abracadabra! Like, <laughs> <laughs> pew pew pew!" I love when he shoots Doug the Henry. druid, and Corbus says, "Is that your faith or something?" Like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, oh, is your faith was, a gun? I was like, that's pretty dope. And then yeah. he turns the amulet into a snake, and Shatner just grabs the snake and throws it down, and then it immediately turns back to the amulet, to which he goes chasing after. You tricked me. Yep, but some guy's got his foot on there. They capture him. They capture him. He's fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so now we cut to... Uh, uh, I should say this also. At, at the house, we see a photo of the family. We see Shatner and his mom and dad, but also he has a brother. A brother. And the brother is Tom Skerritt. Yeah. yeah. Who this has to be one of Tom Skerritt's first roles too? I would think so, right? Because this was seventy five. Yeah. This was pre Alien. Yeah. Um, but cut to Eddie Albert from fucking Green Acres <laughs> and uh, Tom Skerritt, and they're like, they're like scientists, but they're like into like ESP. ESP. Yeah. yeah. They're and, like psychic researchers. Yeah. And they're <laughs> they're like doing some hypnotic shit on Tom Skerritt's wife. So mm-hmm. my notes just say ESP and shit. Yeah. There <laughs> go. Um, and she can see things. Yeah. She's like in a trance-like state. Yeah. She's yeah. like hypnotized and she sees... Like a vision visions. of her in the rain. Yes. Yeah. And she's like telling... And they're giving a demonstration in front of people, which quickly, like those people are totally disregarded. Yeah. Because fuck those people but she starts saying a bunch of shit that's happening and she screams she sees all this images she screams and Scarrett wakes her up and he's like hey something's wrong with my family <laughs> hey wake up <laughs> wake up bitch my family's missing <laughs> we gotta go to a ghost town yep so he goes back home and Scarrett immediately gets into an argument with the sheriff sheriff's like look i don't know where the fuck your family is but he's skeptical they weren't taken by anybody they probably uh, crashed when they were trying to escape mm-hmm. The, the fucking flood. storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got hundreds of men. If I had hundreds of men, it would still take them days to clean up this mess. And he's like, well, what about the old man, the farmhand, who's been saying that this is what happened, that the fucking yeah. Ernie Borgnine came and stole them. He's like, fuck that old man. He's like, but if you're going up to that red town, that fucking ghost town, he's like, take some water, take some food. And call me when you get back. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, hightails it out See of there. See ya. He's like, out of there. He leaves quick, too. He's all. Yeah, he had to poop pretty bad. Yeah. Good thing he had like a Nova. Because that thing, he put that <laughs> thing in fucking. <laughs> um, so fucking. So they go investigate. Tom Skerritt and his wife, they yeah. grab a shotgun. They talk to the old man. The old man's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and they see a little bit of wax yeah. on, the, mm-hmm. on the floorboards in the, on the porch. She's like, he's wax. What's this? He's <laughs> like, oh, why? That's my ejaculate. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Thought it was the wax. <laughs> it's, it's red and green. <laughs> it's like very festive. It's like, well, I eat a lot of kale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, supposedly what you eat does affect the taste of your semen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it is true. It is true. I, I wouldn't know. Well, I wouldn't know personally. I've been told. I've been told to. Like one time I ate a bunch of jalapenos. <laughs> and yeah, it's not to go into details. <laughs> but muy caliente. <laughs> yes, muy caliente. <laughs> oh, shit. I was shooting out fucking <laughs> jalapeno poppers. 
jalapeno poppers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Spicy. <laughs> that's a spicy semen. That's a spicy load of cum. <laughs> so oh. they go to the ghost town. They get there. They see the church. They get run off the like road, I guess, by some guy in uh, in William Shatner's car. Right. And he like crashes into them and tries to kill them. And then he runs. And we only see this guy's like feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Tom Skerritt chases after him. They subdue him in the building or something. They do end up subduing him. And this is John Travolta with his eyeless eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she looks into his eyes because she's like, Psychic or Psychic, whatever. Yeah. And she sees, this is where we see the flashback of all the shit that I already talked about, the yep. pilgrim. Yeah, pilgrim that's shit. right. That's right. And so they're like, fuck this. And mm-hmm. so they're going to go into this church now. They're like, there's a church. And she's like, I've seen these on the East Coast. It's really weird that they're out here. <laughs> a, church? Like, a church? A church? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? Like, they don't have churches out no, I what? think it was like just the way it looked. Like maybe it did look the kind architecture. Of, yeah, that's kind of what the way I took it. Yeah. <laughs> I see these on the East Coast. Hmm. Yeah, what do I you think it. we're all fucking podunks out here? <laughs> <laughs> so they go into the church and shit. Do they see Ernie Borknine here? Yes. Yeah. I there's like so. a like a ritual going on. There's a ritual going on. And this is this then where they end up leaving. No, then they end up leaving, and then he they drive like. Uh, two minutes away right and tom scarrett stops his car and she's like you can't go back there he's like fuck it i'm going back yeah he's like you still has the gun too i think he's like you go get help i'm going back so he gets out and walks she drives away or she gets captured and then fucking faceless waxy face mom pops up in the back seat she crashes the car the slowest fucking crash into a tree ever <laughs> like she's like driving and then she like goes down the hill she's like oh and uh, then just goes thunk. it's yeah, like it the, barely hits the, the airbags wouldn't have even deployed <laughs> no it's like you just slammed the brakes hard um but uh she gets caught scarrett goes back and he like he goes to one of the rituals he goes undercover like undercover Bef- is this where um borgnine turns into like a goat, yes. a goat headed yeah. guy yes like, yeah. he's got like horns he starts eating a sweater <laughs> people are coming <laughs> um but yeah so he's <laughs> poops little pellets <laughs> they're like uh listen you're taking this a little too far all right it's like i gotta get into character <laughs> that did always Hail Satan. That, <laughs> that always does freak me out though like when you go to like the petting zoo or something and like you're petting one of those goats and they just poop out perfectly round pellets. pellets yeah it's like, how does that work? <laughs> what goes on in their stomach that causes them to have pellets? Turns into like little peas. What What happens? I don't know. <laughs> Why does it do that? I never really thought about that. Well, think about it, man. <laughs> because my shit doesn't come out like perfectly round pellets. Mm. Do they have like a special like chamber where just like, it's like a rock tumbler? It's like, <laughs> it's just, like Perfect tumbles. little polished rocks. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why that happened. I demand answers. Well, every once in a while, I'll have like a deer poop where, where it comes out in little, little no, pellets, you, but but not normally. Oh, normally, you there's the, you've never pooped. Well, no, I usually get the soft serve or just a healthy log. You've never pooped pellets. I've pooped pellets. No, you haven't. No, you not haven't. like a fucking goat. All right, I'm gonna take a picture of it next time. <laughs> oh, dude, send it to you guys. Put it on our website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he goes and infiltrates 
this and meanwhile like he's doing a good job of hiding himself kind of i guess but he's walk everybody else is standing still and they all have no eyes <laughs> and he's walking around amongst them yeah trying to get a closer view it's like you didn't notice this guy just weaving himself he, yeah he's the- not very inconspicuous no and so shatner's there too i think shatner's getting tortured well, he's trying. They're. I think they're trying to convert him. Well, oh, at this point, they had already like carved like an upside down pentagram on him, and then they do like a voodoo thing and like burned him. They've done some. Yeah, they've done some up shit stuff. to him. Yeah. yeah, they've hung him upside down on a cross. Yeah, and so Borgie he changes into the goat. <laughs> Borgie and Tom. They almost capture Tom Skerritt, but he escapes. He escapes. He goes back to the house. Yeah, and then he's like. He goes back to the house only to say, I'm going back to the fucking uh, ghost, town, ghost town. And the guy's like, all right. And so then he goes back to the ghost town. Well, he goes back to meet with um, that, that psychic oh, researcher Eddie Albert, guy, yeah. the doctor guy. Yeah. Eddie Albert comes and he's like, well, I'm going to go oh, with yeah. you. Yeah. And so they go back to the ghost town. And he knows about this shit too because he knows about like. They got the book with him. Yeah, they got the yeah. book. They the book with him. Yeah. And he's like reading through the book. He's like, these are names. And then he's like. It's like a registry. of This is your yeah. da- this is your wife's name. It's like the registry. Wasn't of, the wife's name in there? Yeah. Or I think it was. Tom Skerritt's wife's I can't name or but William Shatner's it's name. It's basically a registry of, of the souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this where they find the Fabergé egg? Uh, yeah, that happens. Uh, they. It's it's big, it's big, underneath the, the altar. The or big something. egg, the devil's oh, reign. It's full of souls. Yes. So they go back in there and they're looking around. So meanwhile, uh, Borgie and the crew they're outside. Yeah. So they break into the church and they capture the wife. They already captured the wife and they're going to do something to her. Yep. And they find this. Yeah, you're right. And so and Tom Skerritt gives egg. up his. <laughs> they give up their cover because he sees his wife and he yep. jumps. He jumps off the balcony and he gets captured. You bastards. <laughs> But they, they see that the devil's reign is just like a collection of the souls. Right. Basically yeah. is what it is. And it it's looks this, like it can, be, it can be broken. Yep. It's like a, yeah. yeah. It's a big so, egg. so Eddie Albert has it. And he's going to break it. Yeah. But he gets overtaken he gets quickly. Overtaken. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to break. Never mind. No, no, you're not. Dumbass. So Shatner takes it now. And Shatner has it. And Tom Skerritt talks to him. And he's like, listen, you got to break it. Yeah. You're still human, god damn it. Or whatever he says to him. And then he's like, uh, uh, uh. He's conflicted. And then and he's like, fuck it. And he breaks, breaks it. And uh, Borgie is pissed. Because he's got the book. Because that's what he wanted. But it's useless. But it's useless now because yeah. all the souls are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody starts melting. Yeah, like a yeah, hole opens raining. up in the roof. It starts raining. Yeah, and all the people. I think lightning strikes too. The, and uh, A lot of shit happens. Yeah. And these people start melting and they're yeah. oh, it's fucking for yeah it was for a good 20 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> can i read you guys my notes on this part i wrote everyone's howling screaming moaning and melting corbus blows up church church or corbus blows up church is on fire more melting more melting more melting like <laughs> yeah the melting love, goes over i love watching the goat head time. melt though yeah it was cool. they all melt and then finally tom scarrett and his wife they're back together. They embrace. They hug. They spin around. And as she spins around and we see her face. It's not her. It's Borgie. I'll it's stop Borgie. the world and <laughs> melt with you. Yep. There's nothing you and I won't do. <laughs> in hell. Uh, in hell. Borgie starts laughing. Credits. Boom. Yeah. And we boom. see that Julie's now stuck in the devil's oh, yeah. reign. And it's the vision that she had earlier in the movie. Yep. Yep. She's yep. caught in the devil's reign. Yeah. The end. The end. What do you think, guys? 
David, you go. You go first. I'll go. Um, I I did not like this movie. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it. I mean, there were things that were kind of fun. Uh, the special effects, and this is the thing. Special effects are only special when you get glimpses of them. And this movie, like, really milked it. Like, this movie's probably, what, an hour and a half? Yeah, about 120. And about 30 yeah. minutes of it yeah, is, 85 is, minutes. is people yeah. melting. Um, so they milked a lot of time showing people melting and screaming and people driving in cars. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad when, when we walked through this, you talked about the flashback first, because that's how the movie should have started. Yeah. Because... I was very not even confused, more annoyed. Like the movie starts like and they're talking about of, this Corbus kind of already guy in the middle of it, and then it backs up. But I didn't think the movie was intelligent enough or good enough to play a non-linear type story. It's like it, I don't know. I think it thought it was this highbrow kind of art thing, and it really wasn't. Like it's yeah, kind of trashy. But <laughs> um, but some of the effects were cool. Ernest Borgnine's fun. Um, William Shatner's uh, he does a decent job. Tom Skerritt. Uh, I didn't think the performances were bad. I just didn't think they really had much to work with. There wasn't much by way of script. Yeah. Um, not a whole heck of a lot happens. I gave it two. Two. That's a that's a fair assessment of this movie. I, I will say this. When when the movie starts, and I didn't talk about this in the review, but when the movie starts, there's this opening credit sequence that was fucking awesome. There's this weird music playing and these like moans and this cool fucking yeah. artwork. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm that in was a, for something. Yeah, that was a very good intro. Mm-hmm. I love the opening credit sequence. Mm-hmm. It went on a little long, but I was okay with it. Yeah. And then the it kind of it kind of set the tone a little bit. It does. And then when it's like a uh, fucking technical advisor, Anton LaVey. And if you know who that is, like, like I knew who that was right away. And I was like, holy shit. Cause I didn't know anything about this movie. No, I went into this movie. Alan said, these are the movies I'm picking. Yeah. I didn't know anything. And either. I was like, I'm not even gonna look them up. I'm just going to watch. Yeah. It. I don't do any safe picks. And, uh, I was like, holy shit. We're mm-hmm. in for some shit. Yeah. And then the movie <laughs> starts and I'm like, what? Who the fuck is Corbis? Much to your, yeah. Uh, what you said. And I'm like, Okay. All right. I'm with it. Okay. I'm going to get some answers. And I thought Shatner did a good job, actually. A lot of people bag on Shatner's acting. I don't find it bad at all. I actually don't mind Shatner. Yeah, I thought he was fine. Mm -hmm. I've seen him in other movies. He was in a movie called uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, which was a shitty movie uh, also. Um, (laughs) It's a B movie. And he was like the best part of the movie. Yeah. Shatner always finds a way to like have his shirt off and kiss somebody though, because he even gets made out in this movie with. But um, got to be in the contract. Yeah, he's like, can I show off my can physique? I take off my shirt. <laughs> hey, he was in good shape. I back also like. He's to a handsome guy. Him. He had a full head of hair, and he was in good shape. And it's like, you know, Shatner did some fucking back in the day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shatner laid pipe. <laughs> it wasn't just aliens. He got everybody. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, regardless. And then Tom Skerritt shows up, and Tom Skerritt is probably, I mean, Ernest Borgnine's an Oscar-winning actor. Don't get me wrong, like, he did fine in this role. But Tom Skerritt is very natural in this role, and I was like, I was like, this was before Alien, and I loved him in Alien. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. so cool as... Uh, yeah, Dallas. Dallas in that movie, right. and he, he's just cool. Right. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Every time you see him, I'm like, if I could be more like Tom Skerritt, <laughs> I would. Um. Yeah, he kind of shared the hero role with Shatner. Like he Shatner does. was kind of the hero at the beginning, and yep. Scarrett. And I like how they over. did like that juxt—not a juxtaposition, but they did like the hey, this is going to be your hero, mm-hmm. kind of a shared role. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, 
a little bit like Psycho. Yeah. Like, yeah, the hero. Except kinda... for the fact that Shatner does become ultimately the hero, yeah. right? Because he's the one who destroys the devil's reign. But he's got mm-hmm. a wax face when he does <laughs> it. does. He does have a wax face. <laughs> oh, interestingly enough, Dom Post Studios did the... Oh, they did the makeup effect? The makeup effect, and they had to do a mold mm-hmm. of Shatner's oh, yes, face. yes. That's the mold that, that they used Michael Myers, right? to do the right. Captain Kirk mask, right. which John Carpenter's crew yep. got... Chipped off a little bit of the oh. hair, painted it white, and it becomes Michael Myers. That's awesome. So without this movie, right, there is no Michael Myers mask. I'm glad you oh, brought man. that up because so, yeah, that's... this movie had some influence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's important, right? Uh, Borgie, he did fine, and when he changes into the goat, I was like, legitimately, I was like, that's cool. It was cool it when was. the makeup effect on that. Yeah. I thought was cool. It was the melting. I thought was cool. Also, the effect of it, but the end was just so long. David, your notes melting, more people melting, more people melting. I was like, all right, let's <laughs> yeah, wrap this let's... up, folks. Let's something's <laughs> gotta happen. Um I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love the movie. It was somewhere in between. So I'm gonna go somewhere in between. I'm gonna go two and a half on two this half. one. Okay. Um I liked it enough. Like I said, there were certain parts where I was like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then there were certain parts where I was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm dozing, (laughs) but, but ultimately it's an average of, of 2.5 for me. Yeah. You know, I, I can't say enough. I don't think we can say enough about, uh, Ernest Borgnine's, um, portrayals in movies, especially in this one. I thought he brought such enthusiasm to it. I mean, there wasn't a lot to work with, but everything he's in, I, I enjoy watching him as an actor. He's one of the great actors. Um, so I think he was the highlight for me. Um, and I thought this movie was very well written as far as script and dialogue, uh, especially during the scene where they're back in um, Puritan times and, you know, witch trial times. And, you know, he's on the stake and he's proclaiming that, you know, he's going oh, to. Oh, he gets pissed too. But it's, it goes su- off. <laughs> it's such a great, he has such great lines in this movie and he's such great dialogue and it, it, it kept my interest throughout the movie, just watching him. What's cool about him too is like, he's always got that smile on his yeah. face. Even yeah. Like as they're about to burn him, he's kind of like, yeah, whatever, go and ahead. It, and it, be, and it comes burn across, my ass. it comes across in this movie, very sinister. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and what that's, I was going to say. Yeah, he made a good bad guy. Yeah. yeah. He made a great bad guy. He hated this though. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he said he would never do another movie like oh, this right. before because yeah. he really like didn't like the whole devil. Right. Exactly. But he, he nailed it though. And uh, you know, the performance was great. Um, Shatner, I thought was okay. Tom Skerritt was good. You know, those. What do you think of Tom Skerritt's mustache? I know you appreciate oh, a good it. stash. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Skerritt's always. You know what? As I was watching this, I'm like, I've never seen him without a mustache. No, me I don't neither. Think. Yeah. And he's like Tom Selleck. Yep. Yeah. They, well, even Selleck didn't have a mustache. In and out, Selleck doesn't have a mustache. Oh, yeah. yeah. But overall, the acting wasn't the worst. Obviously, the uh, storyline was very incoherent. Um, and you know, well, I know you appreciate good practical effects. So what do you think of those? Oh, it was phenomenal. I, I enjoyed it. And you know what? The scene where he's driving through the desert, it didn't really bother me because I think what they were accomplishing, they were, what didn't giving, bother me. I, I thought it was funny. Well, what the thing is, is I think what they were accomplishing is, is giving a sense of like desolate. Distance. It was just desolate. And it was just kind of a remote ghost town. Yeah. Nobody's out yeah. here. And, and you know, and the scenes with the people melting, I I enjoyed it. Um, you don't think that last scene went on long? I 
I, I, no, I well, I was kind of watching the clock, and I was like, "This movie's got twenty minutes." Like, and this seems like the climax. I like, was. What, what's gonna? There's still I some was, stuff to happen. I was fascinated by it. I could imagine audiences in 1975, and and this this was a midnight movie, and not a lot of people like this movie. Well, critics didn't like this. Critics, okay, yeah, critics didn't like this movie, but you got to imagine like the midnight movie goer, who you know kind of goes. They they know what they're going to go see. Yeah, didn't Roger? I think it was Roger Ebert said it was like one of the worst movies he's ever seen. Yeah, whatever. You know, so, <laughs> no, I've I seen mean, I've seen far worse. Yeah, and, and, I've seen yeah. far worse too. And but, listen, Roger Ebert. Yeah, whatever. He wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dogs. All right. <laughs> yeah. This guy. It, yeah, I, I do like R.I.P. I do like Valley of the Dolls though. Well, Valley of the Dolls is fine. That one's great. Beyond the Valley of the yeah. Dolls is the one that he wrote and. You know, R.I.P. He had some yeah, good yeah. insight. R.I.P. He's blah, not blah, always blah. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one is. But you know, well, the the scenes where I'm usually where the the faces melting. I was just I was fascinated by it. I loved watch. I was I was trying to look for really like any flaws or anything like that. But it was just the only flaw was that it went on for 20 minutes. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, yeah. That, I that, that's my only. They thing. just it's milked like, it. Just, it. They yeah. really did milk. But it didn't bother me. Yeah. I did, you know, it didn't bother me. But I loved watching the. The demon character, uh, I loved watching that melt, like his head, yeah, and just looking deformed and everything. I thought that was fucking cool. Um, Grotesque. I give it two and a half. Yeah, I give it two and a half. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, I'm probably not going to watch it again for a while. Yeah, same here. There's no need to. There's there's no real need to, but it's going to stay in my collection. It's. It, it, it does. Would, it does have a historic, like you mentioned with the mask. It does have a historic kind of place. Yeah. Um, and but, I would say like, it's a movie that if you, if I was to recommend, like if someone's like, give me a horror movie from the seventies, this isn't going to be one of them. But if somebody was to say, give me a horror movie specifically about like Satan. Oh yeah. Like worship or whatever. Like this would be on my list. I'd be like, oh, have you ever seen the devil's reign? Cause that's a good one to watch for right. like the Satan type. Yeah, of Cause stuff. they've probably already seen the omen. And the omen and it kind of gives you, yeah, it kind of gives you a fear of, you know, like cults and that sort of thing. It's, you know, it, I, I would imagine it would make a person kind of fearful. Yeah. Maybe even scare a person, uh, of being, being afraid of cults or satanic. It's thing, funny. You know? I, and I don't remember who said it, but somebody, wrote as a review of this movie that it's a it's a cult movie right <laughs> about a cult mm-hmm. with a technical advisor who is the leader of a cult <laughs> and one of the people who was in the movie ends up joining a cult <laughs> oh travolta that's awesome <laughs> so it's yeah. like that's kind of i that's interesting i don't know the exact quote but it's something yeah. to that effect but it is kind of oh interesting. my god yeah but um, it's so meta. So we're all on the same page. Yeah. I, I think what is it? Two point three. Two point three three. Yeah. yeah. Two point three three. It's, it's very bleak. Also. Yeah. I I think the one thing that kind of sticks with me, like visually, is that end scene where the girl's trapped in the rain. Yeah. And she's like pounding. Yeah. Like it was a cool shot. It actually it's it, very creepy. It's like. I, I've told you guys about that movie that I saw with Mimi Rogers years ago mm-hmm. uh, that always freaked me out where she's stuck on this island by herself and it's like she's just there forever. Yeah. And that's what I envision this devil's reign. Like she's yeah. stuck there forever. That image actually reminded me a lot of Argento. Like yeah. I could see that kind of imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. This had a, this, you know, it's funny you mentioned Argento. This movie kind of had like similar kind of surrealism to mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, but not as good of painting. 
yeah, of, sure, the, of sure. the cinematography. Agreed. Right. Um, yeah. It, it, like I said, it was very desolate. It wasn't very, it wasn't a, it's not a pretty, no. it's not a pretty film. No. And, uh, you know, another thing I didn't mention was the, when you initially see the father and he has no eyes, that was kind of creepy. Too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Out in the rain. I didn't and know that dark. that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. When he first started melting, I was like, whoa. That was a cool moment. And when he shows up and he's got no eyes, I'm like, holy shit, I would have screamed and ran the other fucking way. So so I so I think this movie does has does have its moments. I could even go as far as a three, but I, I'm gonna leave it at two and a half. Yeah, two and a half is yeah. probably a safe bet for this one. If David would have just been on the same page as us, it would have been two and a half all around, but he's gotta be. <laughs> we were pretty outlier. close on this one. We were. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we'll be as close on the next one. The next movie is called... Oh, we got to get back in the time machine, guys. Oh, sorry. Come on. Step back in. <laughs> all right. David, all right. get your ass in here. <laughs> I got to pee. Alan's already... Well, I'm making hold little it. pellet poops. I'm going to stay here. Pinch I like, it. I like the desert. <laughs> Pinch it. Pinch that loaf. <laughs> all right. So we're going to type in... What do we got to go? 1977. 1977. Oh, the year I was born. Aw. All right. Let's see baby Brett. <laughs> I got a little pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> little baby. Little pee-pee. All right, 1977. Just punch that in here and enter. Can we go see Star Wars instead? <laughs> nope. All right. We're gonna go see the Sentinel. When did this? When was this release? I wonder. 77. No, but what month? I don't oh. know. That would be interesting because Star Wars was released, I think, in May, February. Mm. Oh, so this was like we're gonna we're gonna be the biggest movie the of the year. Film of 1977. <laughs> Star Wars came out. Here we like, go. Fuck. Uh, no, they're not even on the same like wavelength. <laughs> um, okay, Sentinel. This movie also has a pretty lots of robust. People. Oh my cast. god! Yeah, e- the cast is insane. Even more people in this cast. Yeah, yeah. and lots of great, great actors too. And it's, but lots of them like super early, like where like it was just a bit part. They weren't stars so at all. The one that I noticed, like when the, the first montage is happening, I'm like, oh, that guy looks a lot like Jeff Goldblum. I thought the same thing. And then when he speaks, I was like, oh, but it's not Jeff Goldblum's voice. Nope. But it was Jeff Goldblum. It was not his voice. He was, was dubbed. Yep. Um, in all but one line <laughs> that he had, but he only had like three lines. So, um, but he plays a photographer. Yeah. Um, early Jeff Goldblum, obviously. Beverly D'Angelo. Yep. Early mm-hmm. Beverly D'Angelo. Um, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Sarandon is one of the stars. Christina Raines is the uh, lead, is lead the female lead. actress. Uh, Jerry Orbach. Yeah, he's yeah. the director, right? Ava he's... Gardner. Ava Gardner. She's got yeah. a pretty big role. She plays what? She's the real estate landlord. Yeah, she's the real estate agent. Legendary actress. Yes. And uh, Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith, another great actor. Mm-hmm. Another guy yeah. um, who doesn't age. Uh, uh, well, who always looked old. Yeah. <laughs> John Carradine. Yes. That's oh, right. yeah, yeah. Yep. Tom Berenger. Yeah, Tom mm-hmm. Berenger's at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, oh, that's a really young Tom Berenger. Yeah. So a very uh, large cast. Large cast of uh, actors who would go on to do mm-hmm. some yeah, up, uh, great uh, things. Veteran actors and also up and coming. Definitely. Um, okay. For the moment, up and coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're now long gone. Um, <laughs> they up and went. Um you know, Jeff Goldblum, uh, still one of my favorite roles ever is uh, Brindle. Brindlefly. Oh, Br- Brundlefly? Brundlefly. Brundle? Brindle? Brindlefly. Uh, it's Brundle. Seth Brundle. Brundle. I don't know why I say Brindle. Brindle is like a dog that's like two-toned. Yeah. He's <laughs> definitely a Brindle. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Brundle. Just as dog. I saw a still image of him as 
right before he like transforms like fully into the fly. So mm-hmm. he's like halfway in between being the doctor, being a human and being the fly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, that would make such a good action figure. Cause he's like, Oh yeah. Fucking grotesque yeah. looking. His skin is like elephant skin almost. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but he's still got the face and he's got the, yeah. I did just win a, uh, the fly action figure. Todd McFarlane did these action figures. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, cool. Um, years ago, uh, movie maniacs. If you can find them, get them. I mean, they're not really valuable, quote unquote, but they're definitely really cool. Um, but I won the fly one, and I didn't win. He made two from the thing. Mm. Ooh. And one is the guy. You guys would know their names better, but one is the guy whose like head like is up, like on a like maybe a spinal cord or something like that, and he like towards the end of the movie. I don't know. Maybe it looks like a well. One of them the looks spider like a spider. Palmer. Oh, no, 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 no. Spider's not Palmer. No. I don't know. I'll show you guys later. Palmer sees the spider and goes, you got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> well, this, I think it's the, the spider is one of them, and then there's another one, but I almost won those. Was on, Norris the spider? Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll show you. Um, but those are the hard ones to find is the thing ones. Yeah. And this one was mislabeled as the fly, so I thought I was going to win it. But I missed out on it because uh, I didn't pay attention to my emails. You know how it's like, hey, you just got you outbid? Got outbid. I would have bid more. Yeah. Damn it. God so, damn it, Brett. I know. Fuck. I, mm. You guys, I, I'll just quit right now. You don't have to fire me from the podcast. <laughs> You're out. Anyway, back to this movie. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Went on a little diatribe. Um, so, yeah. So, you got all these up-and-coming actors, and, and you and got some, some veteran actors. Someone we didn't mention also yeah. that's in it, and one of my favorite actors is Eli Wallach. He's oh, in this. Yeah. Academy Award nominee. Eli, He's great. Yeah. Um, and he's passed on, too. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming Ava Gardner is too. Burgess Meredith, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ava Gardner has passed away. Burgess is gone. Yep. This movie is about this model. And she is an up and coming model. She's really, fa- seems like she's really famous. Um, she's on the cover of a bunch of magazines. Yeah, magazines. Yeah. She's done People some commercials. recognize some commercials. her. She's in commercials for like hair shampoo mm-hmm. and like she's just. She's dating Chris Sarandon, and Chris Sarandon's a lawyer yeah. in uh, New York. Yeah, and Chris Sarandon looks like Raul Julia and the Adams family in this movie. He looks <laughs> like Gomez Adams. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I read, wanted him to do I the mamushka. I read something about this. Now, the director didn't want Chris Sarandon in this role. He wanted someone else. And um, you know, if you have it in front of you, maybe you can look this up. But he wanted someone else. And the producer was like, "I want that guy from whatever Chris Sarandon was in before this." And, um, so they hired him. And then when the producer was watching the movie, like the dailies a couple of weeks later, he was like, who the fuck is this Greek looking dude? That's in this movie. And he's like, this is the guy you wanted. And he's like, <laughs> he didn't realize that that's who it was. So I don't know if you guys can find out who, who he originally wanted, but <laughs> it's in, uh, it was on IMDb that I saw. Oh, okay. So we can look that up later. But anyway, she's dating Chris Sarandon and Chris Sarandon is a rich lawyer, right? He's like, a, I think he's a defense attorney. Um, so that's why he's rich, right? Cause prosecuting yeah, attorneys survive, don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> defense attorney. And, uh, he's looking for an apartment that he's going to, you know, his girlfriend and him have been together for a while. Yeah. They're going to move in. And she's looking for one and too. She, yeah. But she, for wants herself. Her, she wants her own place. Yeah, yeah. Cause she's tired of living with him. She's, it's time that she goes out on her own, <laughs> but they're still together. Yeah. She still wants to be with him. She right. just doesn't want to live with him. Right. Yeah. She wants some time away a year or two. And, um, she gets a phone call 
that her dad is in the hospital. He's dying. Mm-hmm. So she goes and visits him, and he dies mm-hmm. in yeah. the hospital. She has a little flashback, right? Is at this point? I, you know, you have to help me because I'm think not she does. sure. She has a flashback. Uh, she walks in on her dad, like oh, banging. This is a, when she's a kid, yeah. Yeah, as a child, she walks in on her dad banging a couple ladies, yeah. uh, and she freaks out, and she goes into the bathroom. He's not she, even banging him. He's like, they're like eating? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like naked. They're, they're, they're doing naked. kinky stuff. Uh, they're frolicking. <laughs> but it established that the There's father- canoodling. The father isn't a good guy at all. No, yeah. he's a... Uh, He's debaucherous. Yeah. So you, so you pick up on the fact that she had she didn't have a good upbringing. Yeah, because she tries to kill herself. Like, she slits her own wrists. Yeah. She does. And the dad discovers her uh, with his swinging duck hanging out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Got to put this back. Um, Got to reel this sucker back in. <laughs> um, but so she finds an apartment. It's like in this converted brownstone in New York. And um, it's got like eight rooms. So that's eight, eight apartments in it. And so she moves in. Yeah, it's fully furnished. Uh, she talks the real estate lady down from five hundred a month to four hundred. Can you imagine four hundred dollars a month a place in New York? No shit. Actually, the real estate lady convinces her. Uh, she says five hundred, and she's like, "Oh, well, I don't know." And she right away the immediately estate, like, she goes four hundred, and then she's like, "Oh, you said five hundred. She, she wants her to move in. Yeah, yeah. Even when Chris Sarandon's looking at apartments, he finds this beautiful apartment with a beautiful view and it's like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And he's like, which is oh. now like a bargain. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you could find a place with in, a view of central park anywhere in New York, even <laughs> a view of a fucking cesspool in New oh, York yeah. for a thousand dollars a month. A shithole apartment in uh, New York is going to cost you several thousand dollars. Yes. Yeah. I was actually looking just for fun to see how much it would cost yeah. to live in New York proper, like the actual city. I it's also ridiculous. I looked back in like 2002 and it was nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I looked recently, so you can imagine how more oh, nuts yeah. it is. Like you'd have to live in. I did find a house in upstate New York that was not oh, too yeah. bad. You'd have to be making bank, but mm-hmm. that's three hours away from fucking New York City. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so okay. it's it's an empty apartment, but she moves in with the exception. Uh, it's empty with the exception of a priest lives up the top floor. Yeah, the well, apart- she doesn't know. She does yep. have some other neighbors. Yeah. Burgess Meredith, she meets all these other neighbors. Mm-hmm. We find out later, okay, this we're going <laughs> to jump ahead real quick. Initially, she thinks that the apartment the apartment complex is full yeah. when she moves in. Mm. Yeah. We find out later that it's not. Right. But when she first moves in, um she meets Burgess Meredith, who's like kind of like this flamboyant like Yeah, he's got a cat and a canary. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And and then there's also Beverly D'Angelo and this other uh the other lady, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like lesbian lovers, I guess so. And like Beverly D'Angelo, like masturbates, masturbates in front of her, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the girl comes out and they're like, What do you do all day? and she's like, Fondle each other, and she's yeah. like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so she leaves, but then there's like some old women mm-hmm. there. Um, and then Burgess Meredith has a party, birthday party for his cat, yes. He's like, Come, come, come to, this to the birthday, birthday party, <laughs> and so she goes. <laughs> And then she hears a bunch of noise uh, later on that evening. She gets kind of creeped out at the birthday party, but then she hears a bunch of noise. Meanwhile, she's also having like really bad migraine headaches and shit like that. Yeah, and she faints. Yeah, dealing, when she dealing has with a, her dad, she has a death. nightmare about the party and like everyone's naked. Yeah, she wakes up like the chandeliers swinging. Yeah, and she's like she's talking to the landlord, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, listen, there's a lot of fucking noise from the neighbors." And the landlord's like, "What are you talking about?" And she goes. All the neighbors, you know, Mr. 
McGillicuddy and all those other fucking people. And she's like, it's just you and the fucking priest. Yeah, that's it. And the priest lives on the top floor. He's blind. He doesn't ever fucking leave his apartment. Yeah. And she's like, bullshit. She goes, here, I'll take you around. And she proceeds to open up all the other apartments. And, and there's all nobody empty, in there. cobwebs. Right. And she's like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Then she has another dream or another vision of her dad. And she stabs her dad. Yeah, her dad's like a zombie. Yeah. Uh, and she ends up stabbing him. She's yeah. getting chased by all these people, and she goes. The police take her in because she's like, "But oh, we don't know if it's a dream or if it actually happened." All that That's same right. sequence too. She also finds the cat, uh, like eating, eating the canary. The bird, yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's out on the street, and like she goes to like the hospital or whatever, and the police are questioning her. The police are also qu- questioning Chris Sarandon because yeah. we find out that his ex-wife, who he cheated on with her, this model. Mm-hmm. Died. Died mysteriously. Killed herself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they always thought these these two police guys, Christopher Walken's the the junior of these. And police Eli guys. Wallach is the veteran. Yeah. Eli Wallach and, and Christopher Walken. And Eli Wallach's always thought that Chris Sarandon mm-hmm. killed mm-hmm. the um his ex wife. He could never prove it though. Just that Christopher Walken doesn't speak for a very long time in this movie. I was like, are they gonna give him any lines? And then when he does, you're like, that's oh, Christopher there we Walken. Go. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll take that phone call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me just uh, answer the phone. <laughs> he talks like a fucking speaking spell. <laughs> uh, they're like, just program it into him. <laughs> uh, May I? Yeah, go ahead. Let me just pick up the phone. I'm going to talk to this guy about the case that we're working on. <laughs> that's, that's the best of us three. There you go. <laughs> uh, the fucking rich little of the Swearwolves podcast. <laughs> Babies. When we're done here... We'll all be wearing gold diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I got the crucifix uh, necklace from your father. Dave, you still Dave, speak like a speaker. Dave, <laughs> stuck it up my Dave, ass. Dave, just leave it alone. <laughs> you still speak like a computer. Whatever. You speak like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> beep boop 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 beep. <laughs> he doesn't have to speak in beep boops. That's true. <laughs> David, just give oh, it a rest. Oh, that's good. <laughs> You gotta do the high point. Like he does the high voice. That sometimes. was better. That yeah. was better. Right. I was really high. <laughs> God, you're so critical. <laughs> Listen, Alan. Alan, you can be Chris One Man Show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's all you get. That's all we get. One and done. Is that the only impression you do? No, you have. Who is it? There's one that you do that's really good. Um, oh, God. Who was it? Remember. Stallone? He did a good yeah, Stallone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your Stallone's really good. I gotta be in the right mood. Okay. Yeah, your Stallone's good. Well, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. All right. So, <laughs> yes, you're right, though. Christopher Walken does only get one line. Um, so, the 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 lawyer guy, Chris Sarandon, he believes, like, she's having delusions, but but he, he looks into it. Yeah. And he starts to kind of investigate. So, she also tells the cops the people that she saw. Right. She, like, starts naming names. She's like, I saw... I, and I don't know all their names. I saw, but I his, saw Mr. M- McGillicuddy and, and that Ms. guy Smith and her and, and him. And, and they start looking through. They're like, they're that smart. name sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. These people were all murderers. They're all serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Serial killers. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, show. they show her pictures and they go, did you see this guy? And she's like, yeah, that's yeah, Mr. Yeah, McGillicuddy. And it was like Burgess Meredith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who I'm like, that guy's a serial killer? <laughs> it seems Charles Chazen. <laughs> okay, whatever. whatever. McGill- I like Mr. I like McGillic- McGillicuddy, though. I like it. <laughs> so... Uh, so she's like, so uh, then Chris Sarandon starts looking into it, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" He goes to see a priest. 
Well, he also has some favors given to him and he's like, let's go look in these other apartments. Yeah. And so he gets like skeleton keys to all the apartments. Yeah. And so he goes up there and then they look around this one and she's like, yeah. And she's like pulling books off of a bookshelf. Yeah. And she's like, this one will be good for you. Everything's the same on every page. And, and she's she, like, no, I can. No, read, it's I can different. S- I can see what it says. Yeah, what are you, you talking know? about? And he looks at it. And he's like, no, everything's different. And she's like, no, it says the same thing. Yeah. So like, I thought it was smart what he did. He's yeah, like, okay, write, write it down. down. What do you see? Very much so. And he's like, this is Latin. Yeah. He's, she's like, it's Latin. Yeah. He's like, just write it down. So then he goes to the church. Then he goes to the church. And he's like, what does it say? And the guy doesn't help him. Very little. And he, he's like, can I see this file? And he's like, this is church property. He and, wants to know about the guy, the priest yeah. who lives in the top floor. Yeah, you can tell the you can tell this guy is hiding something. Well, are you talking about when he goes to get the the writing translated? Well, he gets it translated yeah. by a professor. Yeah, Martin Balsam from uh, Psycho. Oh yeah, he gets it translated. Oh. But then he goes to the church to see. Then what Then he it goes means. to the church after he gets it translated, to and he asks it, yeah. about the priest that lives in the top floor. And yeah, they show him some right. stuff. They're like, "Hey, this guy's just old, and we just take care of him, and yeah. he's sedentary. He never leaves." And then he goes, "Oh, by the way, does this mean anything to you?" And it's actually from. Uh, Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost by Don, Don by Milton. Milton. Yeah. Milton. Mm-hmm. Dante's Inferno is by Dante. <laughs> Paradise <laughs> Lost is by Milton. Thank you, Brett. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> uh, the and the priest is like, uh, uh, uh. Doesn't mean anything. Get him on. Yeah, he's like noticeably shaken. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, the girl who's becoming more and more sickly looking. Yeah. The model, she also is trying to find religion again, and she actually goes for a walk and goes down to a church. And she meets up with this priest and she has a nice conversation with him. Yeah. And then she goes back and there's a different priest. And she's like, oh, I was talking to another priest earlier. And she's like, huh? he's like, she's like, I don't know who that is. He's yeah, like, there's no other priest. It's just me. Just me. Come meet me in the confessional. And she's like, ah, uh. uh, no, thanks. <laughs> it's like, it's just me. We can finally be alone together. <laughs> Tell me all your sins. <laughs> Wow. She's like, oh. So she's like, uh, 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 also, she feels like she's losing her mind slowly and surely. So Chris Sarandon's like, read, he breaks back into the diocese Mm -hmm. and he finds a file, he finds a different file and he starts looking at it and it's all these people. Who became religious? Who became Mm -hmm. priests or nuns? And it goes back like three centuries. Yeah. Many years. And, and they, all have one thing in common. They all tried to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's like, and then they have her, the model as the most recent one, but it doesn't have a picture of her becoming a, a nun yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, this is supposed to happen tomorrow. So he gets her best friend to watch over her. Cause he's got to go do something. Yeah, he's else. very worried. Yeah. But not worried enough. Not worried <laughs> enough where he's going to stay with her. I got business to tend to. <laughs> So he goes and he's gonna he's he's keeping an eye on the house the brownstone. Yeah, he goes to the apartment uh, with a gun. Yep. Yeah. And and he goes in there and uh he ultimately gets attacked and hit upside the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, at the party she gets out, she faints and they take her to a bedroom and then she ends up sneaking out the back door. Walks to the brownstone. Yep. Goes back into the house she's looking for Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. She finds him and he's like fine he's like normal he's like look they or want is he? they want to make you mm-hmm. this guardian and he basically gives the whole plot in the last 5 yeah, minutes the of the sentinel movie, we we understand why it's called the sentinel yeah they want to make you the sentinel and what that means is is that you're going to watch to make sure evil doesn't basically open this porthole to hell yeah yeah and 
um, to save yourself from going to hell yourself because yeah. you try to you kill, try to kill yourself. yourself. Yeah, because the current sentinel is dying as he's an old priest, and that's mm-hmm. the priest. Yeah, he has to and, be replaced. And now you're going to replace him if you want to save your soul. Yeah, the and flying then, Dutchman must have a captain. <laughs> and so she uh, she's like, "How do you know all this shit?" And he's like, "Because I was killed just five seconds ago." And he turns, and the side of his face yeah. is all fucked up. He did. And then all of a sudden, like. Burgess Meredith shows up and he's got a throng of like fucked up freaks. Yeah. Yeah. And we also find out that Chris Sarandon did kill his wife. And that's yes, why right. he's, he's, that's why he's, he's suffering. In hell. Yeah. Yep. So this like group of like freaks start making mm-hmm. their way towards her and she like backs up and she goes upstairs and she's up there and she's like <laughs> and then you got the 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 cardinal that she or that um he stole that file from chris Rannon. he comes in and with the old priest who's all blind and shit because they're trying to get her to kill herself and like she's about to do the it the bad guys yeah. are yeah and they come through and they got this cross and they and she finally grabs it and she's like i accept the fucking lord as my savior yep. and i'm going to kill all these motherfuckers burgess meredith gets all sorts of pissed off all the freaks disappear and uh she becomes a nun yeah and the sentinel and they knock down yeah the building gets knocked down her building but they put up a different one and she's up in there yep and that's where we meet tom berenger and his wife Mm -hmm. ava gardner's like showing them a new property Yep. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, this would be perfect for you." Yeah, and she she knew the whole time. Yeah, she's yeah like, the lady in five A. She's a recluse. She's a <laughs> yeah a nun. All she wants to do is rent out apartments, but she knows what's up. She knows what's up. She like works for them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So, had you guys seen this before? Never even heard of it. I See, I had never seen it. I've never seen it either, but I have heard of it because it's referenced in the movie The Burbs, uh, oh. where Corey Feldman's talking to uh, Oh, that's Tom right. Hanks. Like, you ever seen the movie The Sentinel? And he's like, it's about this apartment that's sort of like the gateway to hell. Mm. And he kind of theorizes in the burbs. He's like, maybe that's kind of what's going on with oh, the, okay. the Clopex oh, house. You yeah. know what? Both are universal pictures. Mm, interesting. There you go. Mm. Um, But no, I had never seen it. No. Yeah. What do you think, Brett? <sighs> this is a tough one, huh? It is a tough one because I want to, on one hand, I want to say I, I liked the idea. Um, but on the other hand, I'm, this movie came out in 77. It was after The Omen. Mm-hmm. It was after Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. which I found it to be very similar to those. Yeah. Uh, this was based on a book. I obviously haven't read the book. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think you and I have similar thoughts on this because that was my problem. Is like I thought the movie... I, there were things I liked, but it was derivative. I was like, I felt like these were all things I've seen before and I've seen done better. What would you say, yes. like, just if this is the only movie you've ever seen ever on like, the subject? Like, how would you rate it and try not to compare it? To, yeah. Like, you can you can rate it on its own and then try to and then compare it. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's hard because when you're looking at it from a perspective of like, okay, I think. I think the acting was just fine. I actually enjoyed Chris Sarandon in this movie. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I thought he was a good guy too. But it was kind of fun to know that yeah. he was really a dick. Yeah. Um. To his <laughs> ex-wife, right? He was nice to his. He really did love her. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And he really tried to be a good guy to her. Yeah, he wasn't a threat to her. But he did kill his ex-wife, so he was yeah. a dick. Um. <laughs> so I liked his character. I liked the cops too. Whereas in the um. Um, Devil's Reign, there was kind of like, it was kind of messy. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't think this story was as messy. I thought it did take some time. Yeah. To get to it. It's a slow burn. But they ultimately, you like, you ultimately know everything. It had a payoff. Yeah. Okay. Like you yeah. were like, you're like, okay. Like it wasn't like things started to make sense. Yeah. That all being said, I have to put it under a lens of like, okay, Rosemary's Baby is a better movie. Um, movies about religion are pretty fascinating because I like the mythology of religion. Um, the Exorcist. That's more of a possession movie, but again, it's about religion. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could possibly be swayed to go a little bit higher, uh, but being the first one to talk about it, I, I kind of <laughs> just have to like, like, kind of spill my uh, immediate thoughts. I'm gonna give it a solid two and a half though, mm-hmm. because I don't think it's the best in the genre, but I think it's good enough that people could watch it. It's not. Here's here's the other thing too, and I was watching this, and I don't mean to bring up past episodes, but I'm going to. There's certain of these movies that are labeled as horror mm-hmm. that I figured out why I don't necessarily like them when we're reviewing them because they're not horror movies; they're thrillers. Yeah, and I think there's a difference between horror and thriller. We were talking about some of the Argento films; they're more thrillers than they are horrors. Yeah, some of them, some of them are horrors, mm-hmm. um, but some of them are more thrillers or mysteries. This is not a mystery because it's like religious, right? Um, supernatural. Yeah. But this is falls more into that category of thriller to me than it does horror. Yeah. yeah. I, would so agree. I would agree. I'm going to go two and a half. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's it still falls under horror, though. It's supernatural horror. You know, but it does have like a, you know, yeah, a thriller kind of, even a little mystery aspect. So my, my biggest gripe was that it, nothing really scary ever happens. Like, I didn't think this was a scary movie. I didn't find it particularly creepy. Um, I still enjoyed it. Like I thought all the acting was good. The performance was good. I thought it had an interesting story. It took a little, uh, Brett already said this, but I thought it took a little while to get to the point. Um, but I didn't dislike it. Uh, would I watch this movie again? Probably not, but I wouldn't tell people, Oh, don't like, I wouldn't tell people to avoid it. Um, I think if you're talking about movies like Rosemary's baby or the omen, this movie, it, I would definitely recommend in that same company. Uh, and I did like it more than the devil's reign. Um, I give it a two and a half as well. Two and a half. Um, this is the same. I I bought this movie uh, probably a year ago. It's the same director that did uh, Death Wish. Uh, yeah, so. I saw that and I was like, <laughs> so, oh, this is why Alan likes <laughs> this movie. But well, but here's the thing. But you had never seen it, right? I had never seen yeah. this. But um, but that's I, why you bought it. Well, I also bought it because um, I I liked the uh, poster. I read the description. I I found it interesting. Um, the highlight of this film for me is the cast, yeah. but specifically Burgess Meredith, I think stole the movie. Um, he was really good. He had a great performance, especially at the end there. Yeah, especially at the end. But he's he, just like um, Ernest Borgnine. He's one of those veteran actors that has such enthusiasm in every role that he does. And uh, I think he was the highlight of this movie. Um, I think he stole the movie, to be honest. And to be it, honest, though, also with Burgess Meredith, he's like almost the highlight of every movie I've ever seen him in. He's like, very When you good. talk about Rocky, yeah, like he's the best. In yeah. the original Rocky I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about grumpy old men. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's the best. great in oh, the movie. Sure. But, but it is fun to watch his character evolve from like kind of this sweet old man who's who's a little kooky and weird. That's um, what was great about it. Just being like, oh, this guy's 
yeah. really, really Look bad. Satan's right so, hand man. Probably the worst one of all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, so his performance alone adds to my rating. Also, uh, what I'm also going to add to the rating is Eli Wallach's character. Now we didn't get a whole lot of him, but he was awesome as the cop. And then you had Christopher Walken, but it was Eli Wallach who I think was like the second best actor in this movie. Um, I love that they used the cops to progress the story. They weren't really a factor in that. You didn't see them at the end. Mm-mm. I kind of wanted to see them at the end and have you know another dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that they used them to progress the story in regards to the uh, people in the apartment being former serial killers, they uncovered that clue. They uncovered that part of the story. I thought that was smart. Yep. Um, the story itself was a little incoherent. Like it kind of took a while to pick up what was going on, um, but more so. Did you find this one more easy to understand than The Devil's I, Reign, for uh, example? Probably, like from the from the jump, I'm talking about. Yes. Like probably about uh, probably about the same. But really? I, I thought this was a little better. It's a better told story. Yes, uh, just a little bit better. And maybe that has to do with the fact that it's based on a book too, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got some source material to work with. Yeah, but this uh, movie. Okay, go ahead. Oh no, 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 go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say something about how it was reviewed back when it came out. Oh yeah, well we'll get to that. Yeah, but, so I want to hear your review first. But uh, you know, I thought it had, I thought it had a really good scare with the the father walking across the room, the dark room, and she sees him, and she's like, "Hello," and he's just standing there, like in the shadows. Mm. And then yeah. she approaches. He was creepy, yeah. That was probably my favorite scene of the whole movie. That and was, she like stabs him and she cuts his nose off. That was a great scare. That mm. was a great moment. Yeah. Because that that kind of creeped me out. I was like, whoa, like because he's just standing there and he's yeah. not saying anything. So I think this movie did have its moments. Uh I thought the story was decent. And I'm a big fan of supernatural horse, but specifically uh with kind of the religious tones. Um, because it to me, it's we watch these movies and you know, obviously they're fiction, but I think when they do the religious aspect, it kind of makes it real almost like it kind of, kind of brings it kind of close to home in a way, because, you know, we know, we know people are religious and religion is real. It's a real thing. But when we watch these movies and they have a religious theme to it, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes it feel like oh this maybe this could happen mm-hmm. well knows? we touched this on one of our recent episodes where we t- where i we were talking about religion and how we're like ghost stories and ghost stuff. stories and hauntings and, and how that sort of thing that can affect people more on a personal level yeah. even and if people don't like horror demonic possessions whatever, they they get really hesitant when you start talking about religion or bringing a ouija board for, into play yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. That. For yeah. Some because people, they're like whoa whoa, whoa 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 for some people you know People can say, oh, I, I don't, I hate religion. Or I don't like religion, this and that. And that's fine. Um, and then you have other people who just don't want to talk about it. And even and people I that aren't religious sometimes will be like, but sometimes I'm a, not going to fuck with that. Sometimes there's an underlying sense of fear. Yep. Like me personally, I won't fuck with Ouija boards. I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah. I won't fuck with it, you know. But uh, that's what I did like about this film. I give it a three. I give a solid three. Yeah. Could have been a little bit better. But it could have it could have been a lot better. But I loved I loved the cast. 
And it kept me interested. I think the, and cast, the performances kept me interested. The cast is probably the shining moment. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh yeah, for of, sure. And, and I thought, film. and I thought the conclusion. I thought the ending was. I thought it was well done. Yeah, I did I, like the ending. Uh, yeah, I thought the last twenty minutes or so yeah. were pretty cool. Burgess Meredith gave a great performance, and then you had you know, all the all the people coming out, like you know. Yeah, I thought a lot of like, so the movie, the John Carpenter movie uh, with Sutter Kane. Oh yeah, um, in the mouth of madness. In the mouth of madness. Mm-hmm. That kind of like is reminiscent of something like this because mm-hmm. it's like, there's, there's a little real bit of, or yeah. What's, yeah or like, even, is this person just going crazy? Yeah. A little Prince of Darkness in there too. Yeah. Throw and, a little yeah. bit of and Prince I don't of think, Darkness. I don't think she was going crazy. No, she wasn't. She, because she, she was really, haunted. She yeah. really did see them. And she, yeah. You know, and yeah. they particularly singled her out as the next candidate mm-hmm. to fall in line and be the Sentinel. Right. Yeah. But they can't just say to her, hey, you're going to be the Sentinel. They have to give her a reason to want to be the sentinel yeah and when you look at it from that when you when you can start playing into it a little bit more and go okay through a conversation we're going to say this is what's going to happen or this is what did happen and we can make up backstories about Mm -hmm. it yeah then we can make it tweak it so it's a little bit better than what they can do in an hour and a half well i think something else that's interesting is you can also kind of view the movie from a couple different angles the way it ends like is it a happy ending or is it kind of a downer? Because I, 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 I think, I think it, you can read it both ways. I yeah. think it was kind of a neutral. Because she's redeemed. Like she, she was. She I think doesn't get. In to, the eyes she doesn't have God. to go to hell. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think she was fulfilling her destiny, basically. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought Christina Raines did a great job in her in her role mm-hmm. as Allison, mm-hmm. and also uh, John Carradine as uh, Father Halloran was great too. You said something. She was filling her role, her destiny. I, but she had. She had. This is what makes it good. When you when you start thinking deeper, maybe there's some debate. She had free will. Yeah, she had a choice to make. Yeah, and they, like I said, they can't just go to her and go, "Okay, look, this is what's going to happen." And if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. You become a nun. Yeah, you're going to go to hell, and you're going to suffer for all of eternity in hell with all these fucking serial killers and have Beverly D'Angelo masturbating in front of you. (laughs) Yeah, they were kind of like waiting for it to happen. (laughs) Sounds sounds all right. Yeah, (laughs) no, but they had to. She had to be shown. Yeah through her experiences the way whereas the bad evil side right the hell side mm-hmm. is trying to tempt her and lure her and saying mm-hmm. just get rid of the pain you know you can just get rid of all the pain yeah, just by doing this right the good side is saying look you have to make the choice but this is what it is right yeah. they yeah. can't flat out say to her because she has to grow and evolve as, a, as an individual right and she has to come to that conclusion and so it wasn't until the last moment where she's like fuck this and she grabs the cross right mm-hmm. yeah that she totally ex- and it, and it's a metaphor for and if you guys ever went to like Bible school or, or uh, church camp or anything like that, it's like this this metaphor for like accepting Jesus into your heart. And it's like they don't ever push that on you, but they show you like, oh, you need to accept Jesus mm-hmm. into your heart, and you need to do all this stuff. And that's what she's doing at the end. She's mm-hmm. being cleansed of all of her sin. So she can save humanity. So is it a happy ending? It's a happy ending because humanity is saved yeah. and she is redeemed. It's sad because we think of her just sitting there like in a fucking window, like with clouded over fucking. Yeah, she basically and, goes from one prison and, to a different type of prison. And, but is it a prison? Is it yeah, not? She's, but she's also doing good. Like yeah. yeah, so there you go. And they also hint, you know, they uh, they make it obvious that like it's still ongoing. Yeah, because yeah. Tom Berenger yeah. or the girl, I don't know who's going to become the 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 next one, right? Yeah, and, and it makes me wonder. One of those two is going to become the next sentinel. And you know, it makes me wonder about that real estate agent I mentioned earlier. It's like, oh, she's just trying to get people moved. But but I wonder if she's, she works she, for them. She works for them. Yeah, yeah. she's she works yeah. for the. 
the church. Yeah. yeah. So there is a lot of that into there. Now, like I said, this is based on a book. Maybe the book goes way deep into this. I'm sure it does, right? It's probably 400 pages long, 500 pages long. It's a lot longer than what you get with an hour and a half long movie. Yeah. So there's only so much that you can do with it. Um, but I think our ratings are pretty solid. What was that? Five, it's a, eight, yeah, it's a 2.67 overall. 2.67. I think that's a pretty solid rating. Watch it. It's not, listen, it's not a fun movie to watch. It's not like, yeah, we're going to have a great time. And no, it's a good party. No, yeah. I get drunk and watch the Sentinel. No, it's a very serious movie. It's a serious yeah. topic. And I think like if and you're I, religious or if you're not, like if you're like me, who's not a religious person, but just likes that kind those kind of stories, it's worth the watching. Um, I'll probably watch it again if yeah. if given the right circumstance. If someone's like, oh, I want to watch a movie like this, it's going to be third or fourth on my list that I would recommend, you know, yeah. behind, like you said, Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. The Omen, things of that nature. But when it comes to these types of movies, if you're like, oh, you want to watch a movie that has a really good cast <laughs> yeah. and you want to see a young Christopher Walken and Jeff Goldblum and all yeah. these people... <laughs> What? And you want it's, to see Beverly D'Angelo it's a great, tug one off in front of somebody? <laughs> it's a great time capsule, I think. Yeah. And also the critical response that it had then yep. and to this day, it's very, the spectrum is so wide. Yeah, because it was critically panned. It was critically panned. And in I, fact, and, that guy I don't think ever worked again in film. After oh, the this director? Movie. The director? No, Michael Winter went on to do a lot of stuff. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was The Devil's Reign. That I was thinking of. Oh, perhaps yeah, one of those yeah. movies. Like the director was like, "Oh, fuck, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to go to TV." Yeah, no, my, Michael Winter did movies up until the late '90s. Oh, okay, my yeah. apologies. Yeah, he passed away in 2013. Um, you mentioned something though. You mentioned time capsule, guys. We're still stuck in 1977. <laughs> we got to go back to 2019. No, I want to stay with Beverly. <laughs> She's in 2019. Yeah. She's just a lot yeah, her, older. Her boobs aren't the same, though. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like her in 1977. So, Alan, you got to come with us. All right. It's that whole butterfly effect. If you stay, then you're going to alter the course of history. And then the swearwolves will never exist. It's going to be like hot tub time machine. We come back to regular time and Alan's a billionaire because <laughs> he invented Google or something. <laughs> All right, guys. Everybody in? I'm in. Alan, right. told you, get your ass in here. All right. And put your bandana back on. You can't leave the bandana back in time here. <laughs> All right. It'll create an anachronism. I'm going to punch in here, 2019. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we got to go back to October. All right. I'm giving us one no, day, right? No, November. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Well, I'm giving us a day, okay? I'm giving us a couple days. I'm going to put us back in October. <laughs> we already know who won the World Series. We can make a bet on this. <laughs> there you go. All right. Do that. Okay, here we go, guys. And now we're back. We're back in the plush, palatial, swearwolves uh, recording studio. <laughs> How'd you guys enjoy our trip through time today? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I overall, had a good time. It was fun. Overall, I enjoyed it. I give it I give it a solid two and a anytime, half heads. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we get to go back to the 70s. You're in. I'm in. Always a good time. Always yeah. a good time. Well, for the swearwolves. Oh, shit. I forgot to say. <laughs> we have ways to communicate now in present time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So we got to tell everybody how they can communicate. I was going to say, in the 70s, they had to probably put an ad in the penny saver or something. <laughs> yeah. Find um, us on the classifieds. Exactly. Uh, but you we can, wouldn't even be able to record this. How many people listen oh to us in the 70s? <laughs> on a reel-to-reel or something. AM station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pirate radio. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we're the Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook as the Swearwolves on both of those platforms. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. We're the Swearwolves there. 
Um, you can also go to our website, which is theswearwolves.com, and drop a comment there. Or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you ever go to the beach, you can write a message in the sand, and hope uh, hopefully one of us gets there in time to read it. Yeah, or go. send a message in a bottle. Send a message we'll in a bottle. We'll find it. So for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And what we learned this week, guys, is fuck religion. <laughs> <laughs> Watched, we watch these movies, and it and in a way, you know, it's fiction. Shut your fucking neighbors up, by the way. Yeah, sorry. My neighbor's <laughs> hammering. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of start over a little bit. Yeah. We-